Welcome to the Unapologetic Wives Club, where we have real, unfiltered conversations pertaining to marriage, faith, motherhood, and more. We don't allow any kind of shade, so please, by all means, leave your drama at the door. We make no apologies for who we are, and even less apologies for who we are becoming, because in this life, at some point, we have to look at ourselves and say, girl, you are so worth it. Now let's get into the show. Hey guys, what's up? This is your girl, Coach Kimmy, and welcome back to another fresh episode of the Unapologetic Wives Club. Y'all, this episode that I'm going to talk about today is a little deep and it's a little personal and it's a little like, mm, but I have to just, you know, go ahead and just be honest with you guys. This episode right here is going to hit close to home for a lot of people, but it really is something that is very personal to me. Before we get into this episode and we get into the meat of everything, I just want to first acknowledge my first time listeners and say, welcome to the Unapologetics Wives Club. I thank you that you have tuned in to this episode. I hope that I do not disappoint and that there will be something in this pep, um, episode or podcast that you'll be able to gravitate to or relate to. And so before we get into this, I want to also say thank you to all of those who have been my ride to live people from day one. You have supported me in everything that I've done. And yet y'all, we are still here. We've made it another week. And so I celebrate your life today. And I say thank you guys for tuning into my podcast. So guys, look, we're going to get right into this because there are a lot of people that are dealing with this issue. I've coached a lot of people on this issue. Never did I I realized that I was going to have to coach myself through the same issue, but here we are today. So I'm going to lay it all out there for those people who do not know what I'm talking about. Y'all, your girl has failed. Okay. I have failed tremendously. I failed tremendously in more ways than one. And the way that I have failed has been, I failed being me. Okay, I failed at being who I am, who I've been originally designed and created to be, who I um, aspired myself to be. I have completely failed. I didn't come to this revelation until everything else, like I told you guys in the last podcast, a whole bunch of self-reflection, self-evaluation, trying to figure out where I wanted my life to go, where the broken pieces were. And when everything is slowed down, it's amazing how clear you can see and realize that your life just may not be where you want it to be. But the key to this is the fact that you have to acknowledge it. You have to own it. You have to accept your part in it. And then you have to figure out how you're going to get out of the situation that you've allowed yourself to get into. And so it doesn't mean that you got to throw everything away. That's not what I'm talking about. If you're going through something right now, I'm not saying discard of everything, scrap everything. None of it mean, meant anything. What I'm saying is if you've come to that place to acknowledge that something is not right in your life, you have the opportunity right at that moment to make a shift and to make a change on some things that are going to align you back up to the way that you wanted your life to be. And so that's exactly the place that I am in right now. I'm in a place of self-reflection and self-evaluation because I've grown over time how However, the care that I had for myself did not. I failed at being who I was because I was so concerned 
about the welfare and the well-being of others. My heart has always been to see people or to help people realize how much God truly loves them, how much they have to offer, how much they um, don't have to allow their circumstances and their situations to take a part of their life and make them stay in that same place. My desire has always been to try to help people to get there. But little did I know, in the midst of all my doing, your girl was failing at being herself. And if you don't believe me, stay tuned after this commercial break. All right, guys. So now that you are back from the break, just like I said, I failed at being me. I stopped caring about my well-being for the sake of other people. I was not worried about how much time I was exhausting. I was not worrying about the boundaries that I was not setting up. I wasn't worrying about the um, the extra time away from my family that I was spending to coach others. I wasn't <laughs> thinking about the time that I was giving to my family that they no longer needed um, because my family is growing and people are getting older. I I did not realize that in the midst of me trying to care for other people, I had stopped caring for my own self. I had stopped taking care of my well-being, my mental well-being, my emotional well-being. And I was giving and I was pouring and I was um, depleting slowly as though I was a water balloon with a slow leak. And so I couldn't see it because my mission was, oh, if you called me and you needed help, I was there. Okay. I'm going to be there for you. Tell me what your problems are. Let's figure out a way to get out of this. You need to know that this ain't your final stop. Like that is my go-to living your, your, your best life yet. And I was determined that I was going to have everybody or help as many people as I can live their best life yet. And yet I wasn't living my own best life. And the reason why I'm sharing this is because I know there are so many people out there that can relate to what I am saying on this podcast. Even right now, you have given yourself, you have turned so many leaves over, you've sacrificed so much and it just seems like you've gotten nowhere. Like your life is not reflecting where you want to be, but I got news for you. There is still hope. There is still hope and you don't have to throw it all away. You just have to take the time to give yourself permission to say no to give yourself permission to reevaluate, to give yourself to permission to redefine who you are, who you want in your life, what you're going to be um, allowing those things to happen in your life, to set some boundaries. You have to be okay with saying yes to you and no to what other people no longer need from you. And so another thing I tried to do, which I think put me like well behind was I was trying to save other people in the midst of my drowning. I was drowning. I couldn't even breathe to save myself. But here I was out, like I'm telling you guys, you know, messages. It didn't matter. <clears throat> you know, I had a full flown, full drone business or drone business, excuse me. <clears throat> but people will tell you in the midst of it, if somebody's placed on my heart, I'm jumping in your IMs, I'm jumping in your DMs. We doing video chats, we doing phone chats because I genuinely can, can um have a concern for the well-being of God's people. But one thing that I did realize is that some people don't have a concern for themselves like I had a concern for them. And so instead of helping them and saving them, it was just like someone who was drowning, who was still fighting. And if you know the story about a lifeguard, a lifeguard cannot go out after someone who is still fighting to not drown. Because what's going to happen in that situation is that once that lifeguard gets out to that person, that person is going to grab a hold of that lifeguard and going to pull them under because they are still fighting. 
to not drown. But what a lifeguard has to do is see the sign of surrender. And when they see the sign of surrender, that's when they can get involved. And I'm telling you guys, that was the same thing that was happening on to me. I was, I was fighting for my life. I was fighting for my marriage. I was fighting for my kids to be lined up, right? I was finally fighting for a better job. I was fighting for a better status, a better life status. I wanted so much more. But what I didn't realize is that the more that I was fighting in my own personal strength, the less I was allowing God to show me how to do it. And so God couldn't be my lifeguard at that moment because, you know, sometimes we get into that place where we got it. We got the answer. We got the resolution. We can help everybody. But it, you know, I've always known that it's God's wisdom that has been given to me to aid people, but I didn't know that for myself. One of my biggest things is I will pray for everybody underneath the sun, but oftentimes I forget to pray for myself. And so I'm here to tell you guys, the one thing that I did do for myself, as I'm starting to come out of this thing, as I'm starting to reveal this thing, it took for my spiritual dad to get on the phone with me. And I started telling him about some things that was going on with me. And I looked to him because I know that he is going to be one of the people that's never going to tell me that God told him something that God didn't say. And so I, I look for his spiritual advisory because he's more mature in the spirit than I am. And so I was on the phone and I was talking to him and I was telling him about some things that was going on with me and, and, and him him being the humble person that he is just share with me some experiences and something just clicked and it's not something that he said that was new it was something that he said that I already knew that I had avoided and oftentimes when we get into that position where we're the givers and we're the ones that are the caretakers and everybody needs us we're always thinking about how if we don't do something how it's going to affect everybody else however the people that are in our circle may not be thinking the same way whether it be at work whether it be at home whether it be at church whether it be um you know with your girlfriends whatever the case may be oftentimes we get into situations where we're expecting everyone to give what we're willing to put into it and not everybody's going to give at that level. However, that does not mean that you do not have the right to set boundaries and, and say what you will accept and what you will not accept. Because if they're going to be in a relationship with you and get what they need to get out of it, then you should be in a relationship with them and be able to retrieve the same. And that includes some time to yourself. That includes time to figure out who you are and what you want in life. And what I've come to realize is that I've spent most of my years gravitating to what I didn't have. So I didn't have certain things as a kid. And so as I got older, I created those things for myself. And in the creating those things for myself, one of the things was a support system. I didn't have support. And so honestly, the first thing that I did when I started my coaching business was think about all the other people that may not have that support. It's not to say that you're not going to make mistakes, but oftentimes we know when we make mistakes, the hardest thing is for your family to get on board with you and say everything is going to be okay. And so when I started this coaching business, that's who I became because that was something that I never had, nor did I know that it was going to get to the levels of which it did. And that almost 10 years later and hundreds of people later, that I would have had the opportunity to speak into the lives of other people. But in the midst of that, once again, here's that, but in the midst of me doing all of that, 
I never sat down to see myself grow. I never sat down to see the changes that I desired. The same thing here I am in my 40s is not the same thing that I wanted in my 20s. The same thing that I wanted in my 20s probably was overshadowed because when you're in your 20s and your 30s, you're still trying to figure out what it is or who you are so that you can figure it out. I think when you get about around in your forties or so now you're like, Hey, I know what I want and I know what I don't want. And I'm ready to dispel of some things. But once again, what I'm saying, that does not mean to throw away the whole kit and caboodle. That means that you need to just sit down at the drawing board and you need to figure out what those missing pieces in your life are. And you need to start putting those pieces together to figure out what is going to get your life on track where you want to be. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to leave my husband and leave my kids. And at times I thought about it, been frustrated, been angry, wanted to run out the door. Okay. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. It's times when it gets overwhelming like that. But at the end of the day, I realized that the, the atmosphere I had created was partially me to blame. I had been so reliable to everyone else but myself. In the midst of my doing for everyone else, I did not do for me. I did not take care of me. I did not tend to my emotions. I didn't tend to my feelings. I didn't create breakaways for myself. I didn't set boundaries for anybody, for anybody. My whole thing is, hey, you know, we gonna forgive each other. You're not gonna hurt me, you know, like that too many more times, but I am a very forgiving person and I let that become my crutch. And so that was the second thing that I learned, you know, that trying to save others from self-destruction, um, allowed me to drown. I was drowning in the midst of trying to save other people from self-destruction. And the one thing I've come to learn over time is I can't be everything for everybody else. That's not my job. That's God's job. It's God's job to be everything for everybody else. That's why he says, who, who do they say I am? I am the great I am. Whatever they say that they are in need of, he is there to provide that. And so here I was trying to be that in the lives of the people because I cared so much about their well-being and I just wanted them to have some hope and I just wanted them to see what God wanted for their life. And I wanted to help them pull the pieces together and get these ideas and connect these dots. But in the midst of connecting those dots, my dots were not even being connected. And so then the third thing that I realized is I stopped being a support to myself by not, you know, just spending time alone, not allowing myself to just say no. When anyone would call me, my kids, my husband, my clients, anyone, people at the workplace, do you know how to do that? Sure, I'll do it. Can you help me with that? Sure, no problem. I didn't give people an opportunity to learn it and figure it out on themselves. I was called, you know, what they what do they call an enabler? I guess an enabler to kind of make People be slothful, but you know, it was like self-sabotage because here I was trying to, um, help everybody in your family, but at the same time, not creating the skills that I needed them to have to be able to do it on their own. And so I would then get frustrated because I'm like, I've shown you this 20,000, 17 times, and you are still calling on me to do your business. And you know what? I was part to blame because I wanted to be dependable. I wanted to be reliable. I wanted to feel loved and appreciated. And yet I use that as a crutch. Well, guess what y'all? Your girl has finally got the revelation, okay? I was walking around here with my head spinning in circles, going off on everybody underneath the sun because I was frustrated within myself. Not only because of the things that I had allowed 
um, to happen to me at jobs, in my personal life, even in my business. But because I had not allowed me to be here for me. And I failed so miserably at that, not taking care of my health, not working out. Like I used to be so athletic and now I don't even want to do a 30 minute workout. If the truth be told. Okay. I know some of y'all can relate to me out there cause y'all laughing right now. Cause you know, I'm talking about you. Okay. You used to play basketball, be on the soccer team, play baseball or whatever the case may be. Now the only exercise you do is lifting that fork to your mouth. And you know, some of us unfortunately are at that place where we need to be motivated again but you know what it is we were waiting for other people to give us permission to be who we are and we don't need that validation God has already validated us to be who he wants us to be to be how he wants us to be and it all comes from knowing who you are and whose you are Hey guys, Coach Kimmy here, and I'm so excited to reveal to you my God and Me four-week incentive program. If you've always wanted to know more about God's character or how to find your purpose, how to effectively pray, or even how to set your goals in faith, then this is definitely the program for you. Remember that we're going to learn how to be intentional and consistent with our walk with God, but if you want to do so, you can join this four-week online course with a host of others who will work alongside Coach Kimmy as you tap into a clear revelation of who God is, who you are, what he's called you to do, and even the steps on how to get there. If you want more information or to register for the upcoming classes, head over to my website at www.kimmymiller.com to register and lock up your spot today. You definitely don't want to miss out on a program like this, especially if you're trying to figure out who you are. Have a great one, guys. Let's get back into the show. Because when you know who you are and you know whose you are, you come to a realization that there are some things in your life that need to be updated, upgraded, and tweaked. Once again, it doesn't mean that you have to get rid of everything. You just need to reevaluate everything. So I'm on this self-evaluation kick. I'm looking at what I like, what I love, what I don't like, what I don't love, and I'm fitting the pieces accordingly. You know, there is one thing that I can honestly say about this whole journey in this 2020 year is that I want to be closer to my God because I'm telling you something. It's a whole nother life that you're walking when God is not the first or the, the, the most important thing to you. When God is no longer a priority to your life, you become dangerous to yourself and you become dangerous to everybody else around you, because that means that your lack of care for yourself and everything else around you is no longer prevalent. And I didn't realize that until I realized how many people are broken, how many people are hurt, how many people have walked away from what God has for them and how many people have settled out from what it is God wants them to do because they've been broken because they've been hurt but I'm here to encourage you guys just as I am leaving this year um in 2020 with my mind stayed on the Lord and with my 
um, eyes set on what he wants me to do. I'm refinding and redefining myself. I'm looking at things that I've never done before that I aspire to do. I'm trying new things that I don't even know what I want to do. I've even put a call out to ask others to help me because one thing you got to remember is that where you don't know how to do something, ask for help. It's okay to say that you're ignorant in that area. Like for instance, I want to travel, but I'm ignorant in traveling because it was never part of the culture in which I grew up in. And so now as an adult, I've always had the desire, but I don't even know where to begin. And so, you know, I'm reaching out to other people. I've put messages out on my Facebook. I'm going to put some messages out on my IG and even on my Twitter saying, Hey y'all, I'm doing this self-evaluation, this self-reflection. I'm learning new experiences about me and what I like and what I don't like, but give me some suggestions of things that you'll do. And I'll try them and document them and see if that's something that's worthy. Because one thing I know for sure, if I don't give myself permission to live this life, you only get one. And God says that in um, John 10, 10, it says the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy. That means he will kill, steal and destroy anything that he can take from you, your joy, your happiness, your peace, your understanding, your finances, your health, whatever he can steal. The enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy. But the other part that I love about that, because we're not giving the enemy too much um, clout on this podcast. But the one thing that I love is that God says, but God says that Jesus has come, that he may, that we may have life and have it in abundance, have it to the full. I want to know before I leave this earth what the fullness of God is for my life. I want to see everything that I desire to see. I want to go places that I've only imagined. I want to meet new cultures and new people because God is such a beautiful God that he has people of different shades, of different backgrounds, of different genres, of different cultures that eat different food. And guess what? They're all there for us to shake their hand and say, I love you despite the fact that we're different. You know, we, we're, we're in a, a challenging world right now where everybody is so focused on everybody else and their business and their feelings and their emotions. But you know what? If we sit back and we really define who we are individually at people and we search our own hearts to find out the wicked things in our hearts, then guess what? Change people, change families, change families, change communities, change communities, change nations, and eventually change nations change the world. And so we don't start looking at ourselves and evaluating ourselves and doing some self-reflection on what we like and growing up in that. Okay. Because discarding it and running away from it is not going to change your problem. You have to acknowledge where you are and you have to acknowledge how you got there. You have to acknowledge the steps that are going to be necessary to get out of it. And you have to take your responsibility. We can no longer point the finger on other people. We can no longer talk about the plank in somebody else's eye and not identify the plank in our own eye. And I've been guilty of that even in the past in my own personal life, looking at somebody else and saying, you did it. It was because of you and this and that. But you know what? Even though it may have been because of them, there's two parts to every story. There's a part that you also played in that. And so we got to take accountability. We got to take responsibility because that's the only way that we are going to be able to heal and be able to live this abundant life that God wants for us to live. And the good thing that, that, that is about it all. God is able 
and he is willing to do the exceeding and abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. That is his word. He is willing to change you. He is willing to heal you. He is willing to set you apart. He is willing to take you to another level. God is willing because he loves you so very much that he wants you to see everything that he has stored up for you, but it's going to take some things. So let's just do a recap of some of the things that I learned when I failed being me. I stopped caring about myself and for the well-being of others sake. I, you know, I love people so much and I love them actually more than I love myself. And I stopped caring for myself. I stopped caring about my well-being, my mental state and how emotional I had become and all the things that I've allowed to bother me over the years because I care so much about somebody else more than I care about my own self. The second thing I tried to do is save others from their own self-destruction, but yet it left me in a place of drowning. I was trying to save them, but I, I was, I was out of time. I was running out of breath. I had my hands up and my lifeguard vest on, but nobody was coming to the rescue, you know? And I truly had to look on the innermost parts of myself and say, you know what, if you don't do something, if you don't make some changes, if you don't stop allowing the things that you allow, it is going to completely destroy you. You have to put your foot down. You have to take a stance. You have to say what is acceptable and what is not acceptable and what you will tolerate and what you will not tolerate. And I had to do that in my personal life. I had to do that even in my business life, because at the end of the day, whatever's going on in your personal life is going to overflow into your business life and you don't want that to happen. And then the third thing that I learned is I had to stop being a, I had to start being a support to myself by not only taking care of myself, but saying no to other people. And this is one thing that is real touchy. A lot of people have such a hard problem telling other people no, but this is what I've come to realize even through some of my own personal struggles in my own personal life is that if you tell somebody, no, they are going to look for somebody that's going to tell them yes. If you don't do it for them, they're going to find somebody else to do it for them if they don't want to do it for themselves. So you got to get to a place where you say, if, if you're unavailable, I'm just unavailable. I can't, I can't argue with you no more. I can't do that for you no more. I can't meet you at that place no more. I can't do, um, I can't pick up the phone and, and, and handle that for you anymore. Now you got to put your big girl and big boy underwear or undergarments on and say, no, you got to say, listen, I want to be there for you and I will be a support to you, but I got to also support myself. And if I am completely occupied, I can't do it. I'm unavailable for you. And that is the place that I am currently in right now. I'm reevaluating what my family even still needs from me at this point. My kids are getting older. You know, the, the, the youngest child is probably the one who needs me the most. I'm teaching my other two middle children how to cook. My oldest son, he's grown and off doing his own thing, even though he still needs mom occasionally or whatever the case may be. But I really want to be a great wife. I don't want to just be a good wife. I want to be a great wife. I want to be able to tend to the needs of my husband. I want to be a great mother. I want to be able to tend to the needs of my, my children. But first and foremost, before I can be anything to anybody else moving forward, I have to be a great person to myself. I have to be able to take breaks when I need breaks and I need to be able to accept that 
if that is what I need at that moment, if anybody doesn't understand, that's not for me to be concerned about. I need to understand that when I am at my breaking point, enough is enough. And so if this podcast has been a blessing to you, please hit me up and leave a message. If you want to be a sponsor to keep this podcast running on the air, please let me know. We will definitely cut a commercial for you and put you right on in here in the middle of this podcast. If you guys want more information about the My God and Me program, don't forget to head over to www.kimmymiller.com and register today and know that God loves you. I'm going to leave you guys with something that I know oh too well. Okay. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe, believe shall have eternal life. And I will say that to you guys. It's all about your belief system. Everything we do in life is about perception, perspective, and choices. So make a good choice for you today. Know that you don't have to fail at being you. Even though I failed at being me, I'm picking up the pieces. I'm going to learn me again. And this time I will win. It's okay to make mistakes because where you are weak, God is strong. Have a great week, guys, and be blessed.